You are listening to the Enormo Cast. I guess I tacitly endorse all the products I pitch from Black Diamond. I'm happy to do it. I use everything I spray about on the show. But today, I'm here to beg you, for your own good, to check out the Pipe Dream Pack from Black Diamond. You know, the one that folds out into a pad? I know, I know, it seems like too much. It looks weird on your back, like some sort of pad-sniffing tween. But please believe me, the first time you are luxuriating on the pad while your bros wallow in the fecal dust at the base of any modern crag, you will thank me. I guarantee it. But Calouse, you say, you don't do gear reviews. This is not a gear review. It's a throated endorsement. I'm literally sad that so many people don't understand how great this pack is, how perfect it is for cragging and sport climbing. How your day improves threefold when your butt hits the pad, you lay back and sigh thinking, I am so fucking dialed right now. So that's it. No clever sound effects, no rhymey finish, no obscure pop culture reference. Just be kind to your butt and check out the pipe dream at blackdiamondequipment.com. You will thank me later. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing it at? Are you playing here? We're doing the... Uh... Enormo Dome, whatever it is, it's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big place. That's, out. Out That's a big nice. place. You sold oh, it out. Out. I'll say, you really should. Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good. I have really enjoyed having them with you. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment with support from Maxim Ropes and the fine folks at La Sportiva. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Enormacast. This is your host, Chris Calouse. It is April 28th, 2019, about 11 o'clock in the morning here in Colorado, and this is episode 174 of the EnormaCast, a conversation with British climber Jacob Cook and Canadian climber Bronwyn Hodgins. But since they are married and they live in Canada, maybe Jacob is an honorary Canadian. You Canadians will have to decide on that. I think he'd be a nice addition to America's hat, though. You guys should think about it. But business time here at the EnormaCast. I've been forgetting to do this, which is a shame, but I've been wanting to endorse Luke Mihal's new book, The Desert. You know Luke Mihal from The Climbing Zine, from an old, old EnormaCast episode now. But yeah, Luke's self-published a new book called The Desert, a self-proclaimed dirtbag climbing book, and it's about his ramblings in the desert, searching for love, fresh air, first ascents, freedom. Yeah, so I'd love you guys to check it out. If you believe in independent media, media that does not require the blessing of the gatekeepers of the climbing industry, well, check out what Luke Mihal does down at The Climbing Zine. With his new book, The Desert, and also subscribe to The Climbing Zine. Again, that's climbingzine.com. Okay, on to this interview. Have you heard of Jacob Cook and Bronwyn Hodgins? Maybe, maybe not. But this is a dynamic couple. They happen to be married, been together for a while, and just a really, really fun conversation with a couple of people who love climbing, love adventure, don't take themselves too seriously, but at the same time, get it done. 
and are very accomplished climbers, but really more in the true adventurer camp. They find ways to spice it up with white water, inflatable sharks, all kinds of stuff. We laughed a lot recording this, and I laughed a lot listening to it again in edit. So that's always a good sign. I think you guys are going to dig it and just uh, make you feel good about climbing and about getting out there and trying crazy stuff. Okay, here's a conversation with Braun and Jacob. Sportiva pretty much invented the downturn shoe with the introduction of the Testarossa ages ago. Too radical, cried the olds. That looks like it hurts, cried the fearful. Ooh, me likey, whispered a prepubescent Jonathan Segrist. And guess who went on to set the climbing world on fire in his testes? Hint, it wasn't Grandpa Flatfoot waving his hexes around and mumbling gear bait at a stump. And soon every company followed suit and steep climbs opened up to the masses. Now Sportiva took the venerable Testarossa and under the direction of some of the best climbers in the world did a redesign. The new Testarossa sports better heel hooking security and the famous P3 tech to help retain that downturn fit. So check out how the radical just got more radicaler at Sportiva.com or your favorite local shop. Sportiva is a proud sponsor of the Normacast. How long ago did we meet down here? Um, it's like, it when was that four, trip for you guys? Yeah, it was four, four years, years ago. Spring 2015. This, like right okay. now. This okay. time 2015. Right. And that was my <clears throat> first time learning how to hand jam. Okay. Yeah, for, yeah. well, both of us. I showed up. Both of us learned how to. Not, yeah, I didn't know what a, what a hand jam was. Well, I knew, I knew what it was supposed to look like. Yeah. But I didn't know how to do one. Right. And you quickly picked it up, though. Well, well, we spent five weeks in the creek that season, like, yeah, learning. Yeah, we just basically <laughs> spent a week on each side. Mm-hmm. So we would do hands for a week, and then thin hands for another week. And then wide hands for another week. <laughs> and it's that, that's, like, uh, that's pretty uh, methodical. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was methodical, right. for sure. Well, I think it also had to do with, we just had pretty limited cam, so we really, and we were just the two of us, and we didn't know anyone else, and so it really was, like, wandering around the campsite saying, we want to climb this exact cam size yeah. today. Can we trade then we all would our cams for red camelots, please? And yeah. So it was a little bit, we had to be methodical a bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. About which, which like, climbs. Did you ever get in like... trouble then? Like you got up on something that you didn't have the right rack oh, for? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh... Keyhole flakes. Okay. That is like a 510 <laughs> off with and super crack. And there's a photo of me just like starfished. Against that thing, like trying not to jam it or something, mm-hmm. just, just just taking. Just, oh, right. Yeah, I'm sitting on the camera. The cam's like really deep in the crack, so it just looks oh, right. like just like stuff it. <laughs> but yeah, and that was like a big Western road trip, right? Yeah, I'm. So I grew up in Ontario. So we were driving um, from Ontario to Yosemite through. Right. Yeah, that was like our first time exploring a bunch of the climbing in the U.S. And we came down here and we we met up with Alan Khan and and we went climbing for a day with you right yeah 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 and that then, was uh, and where, where do we go to uh sacred, sacred cow sacred i made cow, a movie right. of, of alan on sacred cow oh, that's that right i i got i got off on a rope and was filming alan laybacking sacred cow yeah and <laughs> I, yeah you can watch that <laughs> <laughs> i remember that all now i guess that was the only day we hung out huh right yeah, yeah and then oh you... no we went to sparkswell a different day no we definitely we oh, went yeah. with you and alan to sparkswell oh well. right right mm-hmm. yeah, at least two days right so yeah, because that's I was I, I probably still working on that little zebras and moonbeams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I climbed that thing later. Right on. I went back a couple of years later because I remember seeing you. I think I think I watched you make the first ascent of that route. Well, I didn't. Uh, no. 
I didn't make the first ascent because, but it might have been when I actually. Right. I think I. I think I watched you climb it. Okay. Cool. I was there. I don't know. Yeah, and then we went back a while later. Either that or you watch me throw a fit. Yeah. Those are the two. (laughs) Those were the. At that point, those were the two different outcomes. Right. Um, Because it's so short and it's like. It just shuts you down. So if you don't do it, you basically know in like 40 seconds yeah, yeah, whether yeah. or not you're going to do it. Well, the crux it. is like pulling off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, 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 it's like I would throw these massive <laughs> because it's just like so much energy output in just like such a short amount of time. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just throw these massive fits. Um, so anyway, but then I finally did it. Um, but I was actually the third ascent of it, even though I put the anchors on it. Um, I'm so sorry. Well, that's all right. Was, <laughs> I'll climb with buddies like uh, like um, Pee Wee and then uh, Joseba. Right. Did you, did you guys ever meet that cat? I don't think from so. Spain? I don't know. Six six crack Wait, climber. I think I'm I, sure is that the guy somewhere. we met in Aliana? Maybe. I might know this man. Okay. Yeah, he's he's kind <laughs> of a every, there, everywhere all the time you. sort I'm of sorry. climber guy. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, so. You guys were going out to Yosemite t- together um, as a couple. You are now married. That's right. Right? Yep. Re- not too long ago? In September. Okay, yeah. September. Well, we so. got married twice last year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So so nice. we got married so the first time. So that should all <laughs> yeah, work right. out. <laughs> so we got married the first time in the eyes of the uh, Canadian government. Okay. Um, so that I could become a permanent resident. Right. And and then we got married for real in September. Mm. Where we had a, a party with all our relatives and yeah. friends and things. Okay. <laughs> so some paperwork and then an actual, yeah. like, That's right, nuptial yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Cool. <laughs> and then uh, how did you guys meet? Um, so I was studying for my PhD in at Leeds University in England in 2012. And I guess Bron did her on a year of exchange. Yeah, I came, I came over to England to study for a year during my undergrad and then I ended up being at the same university that Jacob was studying at um but then I actually I wasn't I didn't climb before that so I wasn't a climber um and then I didn't have any friends in England (laughs) because I just arrived in this country and I was just the first week I remember looking at various different clubs to join to find some friends (laughs) um and I started thought the climbing club looked cool right so you'd never climb but you were like but this this looks Kind of fun. Yeah, Bron didn't know that yeah. climbing was a thing. I didn't actually know it. So I grew up in a family that did a lot of hiking, a lot of canoeing, whitewater canoeing, some biking, skiing. But I just, I'd never heard of rock climbing. Like, it just wasn't really, it didn't exist in the area of Ontario where I grew up. So then I went to England and, yeah, I saw this cool new outdoor sport I'd never heard of. Um, and, yeah, signed up. And I think Jacob, I met Jacob two weeks later as part of that club. Yeah, right. So tell so me about the, the, any uh, of Bronwyn's <laughs> achievements are, are down to <laughs> coaching. Really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Except right. I decided. So I to met do her like, like two weeks her, after she learned how to tie a figure of eight. Yeah. 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 Except I decided <laughs> to go climbing before I met Jacob, so he didn't push me into it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good. Good to be the way this podcast goes. <laughs> no, that's not how it happened. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Um, <laughs> But tell me about this. I don't. I read an article. What is sock wrestling? Am I like? Oh, right. You guys talk about it as if everybody <laughs> Everyone should know. Should what know. It is. Right. So sock wrestling is you have two people uh, suspended from harnesses hanging from the roof, and they're like roughly arm's length apart. Okay. And they're both wearing one sock, and then you pull them apart uh, in opposite directions and swing them into each other so they kind of collide, and then the game is to get the sock off the other person's foot. 
okay. before they get the sock, without them getting the sock. So you're kind of suspended foot. wrestling sure. in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's, a, it's a great around, game. I'm, I'm amazed down. you haven't haven't played it. I know it's. I, you need good <laughs> rafters to hang the hang the people yeah, from. Yeah, right. right. It's good in castles because that's what we hang out in castles a lot in in the UK. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. I'm glad I cl- you cleared that up because I couldn't. I actually couldn't visual- visualize it from your description, <laughs> and that's the reason I bring that up is that's how you guys yeah. first had contact. Yeah, I don't think we actually sock wrestled each other. Oh, okay. But, but we were both participating in. Oh, it. I think oh, see, I Jacob was that. the person because it seemed a little unfair. Well, Jacob was the person who was swinging, swinging. me right, into yeah. my sock wrestle match against so. another girl. I yeah, yeah, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so it was, it was not co-ed sock wrestling. Oh, I, yeah, uh, it No, was, it would have been, sure, but yeah. that, that particular match. <laughs> All right. I remember I was Good, thinking. so it's very, very woke sock wrestling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leeds University Climbing Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Leeds, that's cool. And that's a famous, uh, that's a pretty famous math place right right yeah, yeah so math, i was yeah, yeah i was studying for my phd in in math i, I was maths, i still am uh, maths right? yeah, yeah right. Do, you guys I, I'm do fluent. maths i'm fluent maths math okay, whatever cool. you want mathematics right uh yeah so so i was studying for my phd in math and, and i was i still am really really psyched about math uh-huh yeah and how do you fit um this is gonna go off on a little tangent but how do you <laughs> yeah, that's okay. how do you fit this like math stoke if you want to call it that <laughs> yeah. into the climbing stoke the climbing lifestyle well with difficulty yeah i mean over the course of my phd i kind of realized that maybe i'd rather be being a climbing bum than than being a mathematician and so it was kind of challenging to to kind of manage doing the phd at the same time but but luckily my supervisor was really okay with me just kind of riding it from the road so i was like pretty much on full-time climbing trips like in spain and came over to yosemite and was hanging out with Bronwyn in canada a bit and just writing my phd from from wherever i was um and so that actually worked out really well because i had funding from the uk government to do the phd so i was kind of able to climb full-time as, mm-hmm. as long as i spent my rest days kind of doing math um and then when i finished that i was kind of like i'm over over math for now like doing a phd is quite a painful experience um it, it uh, yeah, it was challenging. And so once I finished that, I was like, oh, I'm kind of done with math for a while now. And then, yeah, just recently in the last couple of years, I kind of got back into it. And I, I've got this job uh, teaching math up at the small university in Squamish. Okay. Which has been really fun. That's cool. Yeah. So it's really nice to, to now be able to kind of dip back into math a little bit. And yeah. So you guys were on the road. He's trying to finish his PhD kind of thing. <laughs> or were you living... In Squamish, what what did it look like? <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, um, I guess we had the year together when we were both in Leeds, and then I still had another year to finish my degree in Canada. So Jacob came over and did a lot of his PhD there. And as soon as I graduated, that was when we first went to Yosemite. It okay. was right after I graduated. And then the next and we year, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can t- talk a bit about our first time. Our first time in Yosemite. There's yeah, kind of yeah. some we'll funny come, stories. We'll, well, yeah, let's up. But I want to ask, what what did you get your degree in? Oh, uh, civil engineering. Okay, I studied. I, right I haven't done anything to do with right. that since. <laughs> That's fine. But um, I'm just curious because you know how, how this all sort of fits together. It, it's just a really. It does sound pretty intense to try to um, try to manage a, a, that kind of level of thinking. 
like right. scattered on the road. I mean, right? Yeah, you know, your, your papers are like yeah. all over the van. And I mean, I just have chaos. this like vision, almost like it'd be like a movie, yeah, with papers. Yeah, and but stuck but the in. way, yeah, but the way that it was, I was I was basically just stuck with the same problem for like eighteen months. Jesus, and I would just try to solve it in a way that, that I thought that, was new, and right. then I would just find myself back at the same point, and so it was it was kind of uh, quite frustrating, but. Um, so yeah, I was basically stuck with the same problem for 18 months and I finally solved it. And then basically once I solved it, I locked myself in my room at my dad's house for six weeks and just like wrote the thing. Okay. So it was kind of two stages. There was God, the like so interesting problem solving, <laughs> uh, on the road stage. And then the six weeks of being locked, actually writing up. Stage. Right. Yeah. It's it, without like blowing our minds completely. What I can, can give you, you my spiel. My, can you? Yeah, 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 what's yeah, your yeah. like elevator pitch? So, of what yeah. So, so my PhD is in infinity. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, if you you know if you want you can call me Doctor Infinity. Okay. It's kind of like a bond. You don't have to, but you know right. you, you can. Um, so. What's your nickname then, <laughs> Ron? <laughs> I'm gonna come up with one. Come up with one now. It won't be as good as that though. Okay. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can as long as it's nothing to do with sidekick, because the, this is <laughs> I'm not the sidekick. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So so you know when you were a kid and you were getting get involved in a game with your friend where you're trying to say a bigger number. And so you're like, no, I've got 10. And then they're like, no, I got 20, 100, 1,000, a million, a bajillion, a Google. And then eventually one of you goes, well, infinity. Yeah. And then you go, oh, well, infinity plus one, infinity plus two. And then like infinity plus infinity, infinity times infinity. Anyway, <laughs> my PhD is that game. So trying to make bigger and bigger kinds of infinity than, than other mathematicians. So I'm really, really good at that game. Right on. Yeah, so you shouldn't try and say a bigger infinity than Okay, infinity. I'm not going to... I don't... Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so, I'm not going to try. Do it. <laughs> no, I said I'm not uh, going to... We're not going to try. There's a bazillion more or less than infinity. Uh, a lot less. Zero okay. percent. Right, okay. Yeah, zero percent. Right. Nothing. So... Uh, when you got when I gotta stick on the math thing for just yeah, one more second. Okay. I know this is a climbing podcast. Well, whatever. Everybody's used to it, but uh, and I know this is probably gonna like make you want to punch me in the eye. But what is the application? Is Absolutely no. no. Okay. No, it's it's completely useless. Like theoretical, yeah. but it's it's math. really really interesting. Right. And it it's kind of my my this the area that I'm interested in is kind of on the borderline of math and philosophy. So it's kind of about the limits of. I mean, what I'm doing is mathematics, but it has some applications about the limits of human knowledge or, like, what we can hope to know, what what problems we can hope to solve. And, right. And maybe there's some questions that we're just fundamentally, like, unable to answer. And they can be, like, quite precise mathematical questions. Sure. Which, I, I don't know, I think is, like, really cool. Well, I think, I think I've always thought that uh, one of the big problems with human existence, or at least how we think about our place in the world is that we actually as human beings don't really understand big numbers. Right. Like we don't understand even like, even though it's thrown around all the time. Right. In the news, a like, million versus a billion. Yeah. Like you don't have like any. How, right. Like how much money is a billion dollars? It's, versus oh, it's a, a million lot. dollars. Yeah. It's like, yeah. or how many people is a billion, like, or a years in the, in the plant, like all those numbers, they just don't, we just, we kind of like can't, hold yeah. them in our heads and and the same thing with infinity it's right. very very hard to, to oh, no. pin down and, and hold in your mind because the other game was like looking at space and being like okay well if space goes on forever well if it what where does it end and if it doesn't end then you know that whole thing of like what's behind it right yeah so anyway but yeah all right 
We're going to go back to climbing. <laughs> There's got to be a math podcast out there that's waiting that. for you <laughs> to, to join them. Um, but I want to also bring Bron back into the, into the conversation. So you guys go to Yosemite as fledgling crack climbers right because you were here first no this was the year before so we went the first trip to Yosemite was before we knew how to hand jam so yeah that was our our, like first time and we just showed up and thought it'd be cool to try and climb some big walls and we were like total gumbies so basically Bron had been doing her final exams for for her degree and, and I'd like watch some videos on YouTube of like how to do this stuff you know how to haul a bag and Juma and stuff and then we kind of just showed up and as like um, lots of people probably do. Right, and we we epicked as lots of people probably do. Yeah, so we went. We first we went to try Washington Column, like the south face of Washington Column, which I guess is probably a lot of people in Yosemite's first attempt at a big wall. It's only eleven pitches, I think. It took us four days to climb the eleven pitches. Right on. <laughs> so that's like kind of our progress. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's really slow. Yeah, basically. we got in some <laughs> real tangles. How long had you guys been uh, been? dating at that point or like together however you want to put it a year and a half it's a weird word dating yeah a a year and a half right right so it's a good test it's a good test of a relationship to go up on these walls and just like epic together yeah Um, yeah and you had a good time yeah (laughs) i mean my whole kind of like progression into climbing was i guess we skipped this a little bit but i basically spent a year following jacob up a a bunch of kind of multi-pitches around England and then also Spain and France uh, for that first year of my climbing. So my, my uh, strategy for kind of courting Bronwyn was that I realized very early on that she liked being really, really tired and really, really scared. So I just took her on as, as extreme multi-pitches as, as I possibly could so around end, yeah. Spain. So we ended up like, I think, five months after I learned how to tie a figure eight, we went up Fiesta de los Biceps right. in, in Riglo. So it's like a super steep, overhanging nine-pitch sport route. I don't remember. Yeah, and, and the, 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 top, the top sort of three pitches are like, you know, it feels like 45-degree overhung. And it, it's it's kind of like the only route. You know, you're in the gym, climbing in the gym, and there's these like huge jug routes that are like five nine and you're like oh this would never happen outside you know like the really steep five nines in the gym that route is the only time that that does happen <laughs> just like this yeah steep steep roof with huge jugs the whole time yeah but they get you get you run out of gas right. yeah. Anyway, yeah well so that's it that's yeah. the point i completely i ran out of gas and when you fall off on. you're like just spinning like a yeah. pinata out in yeah. space <laughs> <laughs> so braun just like couldn't do a pull-up anymore and was just i like, probably couldn't do a pull-up to start with right but, <laughs> but it was just like dangling there and like swinging spinning. taking a big fall swinging again like falling off again <laughs> so this this also took us about i think 11 hours or something like it was all day this like huge <laughs> epic adventure and so and the thing with that place with Rigolos is that the, the refugio is right underneath the, the climbs so I guess all the other climbers had been sitting in the refugio watching this this show go getting down drunk. yeah watching this watching Bronwyn just like swinging and then I guess we came back that evening and, and I couldn't figure out why they were, everyone was just giving me evils and like I couldn't like figure out why they, they were yeah evil looks so they were being like really really friendly to Bronwyn and just Oh, super, they, super mean. So we me. just asked, and they like basically thought that Jacob had been this like horrible boyfriend and like dragged this girl who was having a horrible time. Right, because it looked like Bronwyn was having like the worst time of her life, <laughs> which like, was not the case. I was like, that was amazing. I like had the best time ever. So now, at that, I mean, first of all, this this strategy of yours, yeah, right? We are not recommending that strategy. <laughs> 
because normally that shit never works. Right. Yeah. Never. It's it's like yeah, that's we, yeah. you know. So we did just, a bunch of like bridge swings and cliff yeah, jumps and like. Yeah, I mean that could work, that but like the the tired and scared. I don't know, but like, it, but suffering together in this case yeah. did did work. Yeah, it yeah. did work, and so this is this like the Riglos uh, the Riglos climb or the Fiesta de la Biceps biceps um comes up elsewhere that i read is this like it was this a moment for you to be like this chick's rad like this <laughs> yeah. is this i, I mean I, I think she's like, getting completely annihilated and loving it right right <laughs> yeah. it's it was unusual right. and it, it yeah it definitely made me like more interested because I, <laughs> I guess that doesn't that yeah you're right that doesn't normally it's, happen i mean either way guy or girl right either way like right you know getting and, and i think that we just also we over the over the years, it's it's gone from me like taking Bronwyn up climbs to to like just the two of us climbing together. But like in both cases, we were we were kind of like suffering together, mm-hmm. and like we we definitely like thrive off of that kind of environment. And it definitely like made meant that we kind of bonded quicker early on. Like we that trip, we climbed to climb the nose together too, like in in Yosemite. And I guess Bron had Bron had learned how to tie a figure of eight like eighteen months before, mm-hmm. and, and I climbed the nose, which. Yeah, I guess it's testament to like her ability to suffer. <laughs> so, so what do you think, Bron? Like, what what are we talking about? Where did that come from? Do you think? Um, no, I guess uh, the the main like outdoor sport. I guess my my family, I I did a lot of canoe tripping mm-hmm. and like long canoe trips. So, like by the time I was thirteen, I was going on twenty day overnight camping canoe trips. Right. Um. To when I was seventeen, I went on a. 50 day exploratory whitewater river trip in the Yukon. Okay. Too. And then I, and yeah, th- those are generally like quite a lot of suffering. Yeah, as well. totally. In like a little more like drawn out way. Like there are a lot of times, you know, you're working all day to move this along this section of ground or river, portaging, paddling. You're in the rain, it's cold. Bugs. And yeah, a lot of bugs, various things. Everyone has to work like as a team to, to, to make the distance or else you fall way behind and then it's kind of similar to to being on a on a big wall i guess and like you don't have an out like you you, you have to to keep doing things you don't have an option to just be like no i'm i'm, I'm tired now you know i don't don't, yeah, don't yeah. feel like doing this anymore yeah it's but, similar in in that sense and then once you finish you like feel like a sense of like a huge sense of accomplishment because you've suffered through being able to all the hard parts like all the easy parts when it's sunny and the rapids of the white water are really fun right but did you, then all the did hard you parts, take so. to it right away or did you have to i mean because the reason i asked that is i as a little kid like i hated camping and back as a as, oh no i yeah, loved it and, always and it's like and then later on in my teens i got back into it no i, I was to, like i, I was the kid just, like begging my parents like i was okay. going every single right. summer to do this and like i was yeah no <laughs> But the other thing is, you, you did a whole like you were a competitive runner, right? Oh yeah, I also had a phase of being a quite competitive, like cross country and long distance runner, mm-hmm. middle distance, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I I trained, I ran on the varsity team at university for that, um, which which basically is just suffering with without the fun, really. I mean, you just kind of run <laughs> and, and and then you get like exhausted and and. And then you have to push harder until you feel like you're going to throw up, and and then the race is over. Um, <laughs> so I I I don't really like running anymore. 
<laughs> but I, yeah, that was a big part of my so life. So what happened with climbing? Like, why did you, why do you think it, it like grabbed you? And, um, um, you know, because the, the thing is, is I was a backpacker. I canoed actually. So I know about portaging and all that stuff. Um, we say, we say portaging in porta- Canada. I know, but we, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not Canadian. So portage. Um, so, and then I got into climbing and like just basically yeah. all that other stuff just fell away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, so I what, kept the what, canoeing. Yeah. The canoeing's always been, I mean, I guided for the, for seven seasons after that. Okay. That's um, always been around, but definitely with, in terms of when climbing arrived in my life compared to running, I was, I, I think I probably should have quit running about a year earlier. Like I was kind of not enjoying it anymore and not enjoying the training, not enjoying the racing, but kind of just doing it because I had always done that and I'd worked up to that yeah, and like yeah. there was a lot of pressure on myself to like keep doing it and keep doing well at it and then so when climbing suddenly I tried this new thing out and it was so much more fun than running like the two overlap for two months I was like okay running out the window not doing that ever again and and like full tilt climbing but I do think the thing that makes you made you good at running is also the thing that makes you good at climbing it's like this kind like being of being willing to try to this like kind drop. of try hard, <laughs> like like fight to the death kind of like yeah mentality that I think is like key to, to climbing quite well is is also like key to running quite well mm-hmm. for certain certain types of climbing yeah for sure yeah and what you guys what you, I mean is it seems to be big adventure climbing is the thing we do a lot of sport climbing too we take breaks I, I, and go. but yeah but so yeah it, so that's it, the main that, that's the fun main part the thing that the, the roots that keep me awake like at night are, are big roots yeah the, you know like massive cliffs where you're like oh yeah I want to go up there mm-hmm. but much like I really enjoy the movement of climbing and sport climbing and, and the physical aspect of it and the like progression side of things but really it's the adventure climbs that, that I think are the main draw and what uh what what's your origin with climbing itself before you were right. in the very so, different in, yeah. in the climbing club? So so I guess I my dad <coughs> my dad took me to the climbing gym when I was seven um, in London. I'm from like central London, and I I started in the kids club. And by the time I was kind of like ten, I guess I was doing like you know a bunch of competitions and was quite serious. And I ended up doing some European competitions and some some national ones. Um, but I, by the time I was 13, I kind of burned out on it. And I think that one of the things that's happening now is I think kids are getting a lot more kind of mental coaching or there's much more of an understanding of, of that side of things. But yeah, so I was kind of like a burnout comp kid. And so by the time I was 13, I was just like, I'm done with this. I want to do something else. And so I, I just kind of took up skateboarding, um, and quit for sort of six, seven years. And then when I was 20, I kind of got back into it for a bunch of different reasons and, and kind of started outside climbing and trad climbing. And uh, and that year of getting back into it when I was 20 was so fun because I, I had all of the movement technique from when mm-hmm. I was younger and I, I guess a bunch of like residual tendon strength and stuff. But I, I like had no upper body strength at all. Like I couldn't even do a pull up. But it just meant that I had like this crazy progression for a year where like every time, I, every weekend I was like, climbing better than the the weekend before and then yeah and then since then it kind of like just took over right again what was the what was the reason for finding it again do you think uh i i moved to oxford in london uh, sorry in england which is 
kind of like the worst place in the UK for rock climbing. Like if you were to draw a map of all the points where you can go rock climbing in the UK and then find the point that's the furthest away from any of them, that, that would probably be Oxford. But for some reason, I went there to do my master's and then for some reason just made friends with a bunch of people in the climbing club and they seemed to be going climbing every weekend. So I I just went along and, and sort of learned how to trad climb. Right. And that year of learning how to trad climb, also looking back on it, was... I was quite lucky to to survive. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, I you know had all, all these memories of like all my gear falling out and but uh I so I did survive and then I did figure out how to do it. So let's talk about sort of your guys's style. Um we we just got into it how you like doing big routes. Right. Um and sort of adventure and then also like chucking a little bit of goofiness around into <laughs> it like inflatable sharks and right, yeah. and things like that. Can you tell me like a little bit about the first time that you two had like a, a major like success together as far as like a big big adventure route i guess the first would would be like climbing the nose was the first time that we we kind of actually successfully did all of the big wall shenanigans yeah yeah um and then i guess a year later we climbed freerider and that was the time we climbed uh yeah we hauled this inflatable shark along and, and so I, I i'm definitely it's really important for me to have fun up there as well as as try hard and suffer and, and things it, it kind of the only reason you do those routes is, is to have fun on them so like I, I like to yeah have fun up there so we, yeah we brought this inflatable shark which was bought, bought the shark en route in in las vegas for I think eight dollars yeah, so or something. Yeah, eight ninety nine. Best eight ninety nine. We just spent. saw it walking past the aisle. We're like, that's a bargain. We have to get that. <laughs> is yeah. he still? Is he still with us? Yeah, yeah. He's at my dad's house in okay. in London. I, I, he's he's like a bit worse for weather, but but I think he's gonna pull. We through. We patched him up at one. Point. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna pull through. Did he? Did he stay inflated to the top? No. Of right. <laughs> <laughs> we reflated inflated him multiple times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, I think he was leaking before before he even started because we took him up and did the porch swing like right like we, I ro- rode yeah. him on the porch swing and i think that that was we rode him down the canyon in in zion as well like, right yeah 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 so we took him rafting in zion too in the river yeah right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so on that trip you freed the free rider right yeah and then you came back a couple times a couple times <laughs> yeah. but you eventually did it right but without him yeah well jacob jacob was supporting me the time i okay. actually did it oh, okay yeah. cool so this is just in november but yeah, that was that was actually my fourth time up that route. So uh-huh. It's kind of a oh. free ride saga for <laughs> yeah. Bronwyn. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess I supported Jacob on free rider four years ago. Was that? Yeah, so four yeah. years ago we climbed it as a three with with myself. Uh, well, a team of four, I guess. There was myself, Chris Bevins, uh, who's another British climber, Bronwyn, and then the, the shark. Um, <laughs> And Chris and Jacob both were free climbing at all, okay. and I was like, oh, I'm coming along. This is fun. I like multi-day climbing adventures um but it was just like so far out of what i was able to climb that i just kind of top rope some stuff um now i couldn't really haul either i suck i was like i wasn't very helpful support team really (laughs) um and then a year later a year and a half later right so in fall 2016 yeah i went up started to have some ideas that i might be able to climb the pitches on Freerider now. Um, and so I went up on a scoping mission with a friend, uh, Sam Nightingale, and and then came down. And then later that season, Alex Morris like hangs out around Yosemite a lot. Um, she's, she's on Yosa. She's yeah, a, she, or she was. Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of people around. If you spend time in Yosemite, you probably have met Alex Morris. Um, the two of us teamed up, and we and we tried to both send Freerider at the end of that season. Um, and we were on... We took seven days, and it was... <laughs> this is actually kind of a funny story. Um, we packed for five days, and then we got to the, the crux pitch of Freerider. It's like right in the middle of the wall, kind of. Um, and so we got there, and we tried it, and then decided that maybe if we spent a few days red pointing this this pitch we would be able to do it or one of us might be able to but we didn't have enough food for that or water so then we took out alex's phone it said one percent battery and we texted jacob who was down in the valley that we needed more food and water well you texted me and neil yeah texted jacob and neil's um alex's friend uh and then her phone died and then we were like I think one of them will come and bring us supplies, right? Like, they both got the message. It definitely sent. So then we just put the phone away. It was dead now. And we went back, rappelled back into the pitch and kept trying it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, well, we were right. They both showed up separately, individually, over the next day, loaded us up with more food and water. Yeah, so I wrapped in with a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of water and some pineapple and pies and, and avocado and various. Snacks. Oh, right on! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like ordering a pizza. Yeah, right. kinda. Yeah, <laughs> and Neil, Neil's came in. And they didn't actually communicate the two of them. So one, they, I well, think we we met each other on the trail, both on a on our support mission. Oh, really? And yeah. like realized, like, are you going? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we both got the same text. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> But then, so I think it was the afternoon, the next afternoon, Niels brought us supplies, and then that evening, Jacob came in, bringing us more supplies. Uh, and so then, um, yeah, Alex ended up sending the, the Teflon Corner, the, the Crux pitch, um, and I I didn't manage to do the, uh, to, I was trying the boulder, which is the other Crux pitch. Um, and then, yeah, we carried on to the top and ended up finishing it after seven days. It was so you, so you spent seven days on it, and you freed the whole route except for one move. Yeah, I did everything except the ninja kick, if anyone has seen the Free Solo movie, where he throws his leg out to the wall and, like, lands on it, kind of. So that's it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that weird? It's like a kilometer of climbing, and isn't I didn't that do weird that one that's foot. Like, you got to go back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, do it's that. so random. The rules are so random. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't... Yeah, that, that doesn't count. Yeah. You know? But... but that's what I but know. I had the- <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. It's totally the rules. Yeah, it's, it's just the rules, like, and, it, and it's why it's, it's like, why it's fun, right? right if, if it was easy, it wouldn't be. Like, it wouldn't be fun. Who cares? But you care. Yeah. So you cared enough to come back. Yeah. So that like a year later was it? Two years later. Two years later. Oh yeah. Yeah, two years later, I've now came back. It's like okay, I've done a lot of bouldering. I think I can do that move now. Like. I want to try again. And then Jacob supported me and we went up in five yeah, days. Yeah, so we spent five days on it in November and this time around <laughs> was like much more casual. I, yeah, I mean, with Alex, like we both, like this is with Alex Morris two years ago, we each I mean, fell off 10 times maybe and you repeat the pitch every time right. so like she would fall off and then repeat it and then I would fall off and re- repeat it and then we'd get it we'd move to the next pitch and then one of us would fall I mean we were just falling all over the place but we kept repeating so we'd probably climbed it one and a half times by the time we'd like actually got to the top and it was just like this whole epic everyone we were both exhausted like we were crying at one, various points like <laughs> just like this big kind of emotional physical like <laughs> week i guess um but then this november was was like much more chill and it was it was like really amazing on my part to 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 just be there belaying bronwyn and just watching her like float these pitches and well, we I packed to try her, but we packed it was easier it was we like, packed for 
I guess like six or seven days up there mm-hmm. and, and expecting to probably spend two or three days on the boulder problem and Bron just like fired it first try oh cool <laughs> and so yeah. yeah it was really it's, it's been really amazing and like slightly scary like watching Bronwyn's progression it, like with that route I guess as like a milestone mm-hmm. like a marker kind of thing and we also on that we took these crazy inflatable portal edges up in November. Oh which is right, so the, cool. um, that cat just got in, t- or got in touch with me. Uh, what, what's grade the name? Nathan Kukathas? Oh, grade seven. Yeah, the, the grade the seven. The, right. Uh, yeah, so they make these like in- inflatable portal edges. Three right. So yeah, we're continuing the inflatable theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> we're the inflatable. You are the perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the perfect tester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those things they work. They're sweet, yeah. 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 They're, they're more comfortable than, than a regular portal edge. Right. I thought. Yeah, they're, they're like sweet. easier to set up, significantly lighter, and more comfortable. Yeah. So, huh. I mean. I, and maybe if you were doing like a 20-day aid wall, it, it wouldn't be so sweet because you might – it's like harder to cook on them, you know, because they're right. like a bit uh, kind of like floppy. Right. But for like if you're actually moving like every day – if you're hauling your stuff every day, that just the weight, they're so much lighter. Than yeah, 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 I imagine. Yeah. Huh, radical. And we'd even, like, they set up really fast, so you would even, like, on a hanging belay in the middle of the day, we would sometimes Yeah, yeah, you can just, like, out, whip just them out for, like, to lunch. stand on. <laughs> yeah. Or to stand on to belay the person. Yeah. How do you inflate them? Uh, with, like, an inflation bag. Right. Yeah. Rad. Yeah, so you, you like, blow into a bag, and then it's like a dry bag, and you like, right. seal it up and inflate them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know, it's like... It's kind of hard to imagine. Yeah, right. But, um, yeah, it sounds cool. Where are they making them? In Squamish. In Squamish. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a... It's funny because, you know, the D4 guys... Yeah, right. They just started making pep ledges not right. too long I ago. I think that there's a huge amount of innovation that can still happen. Well, that's, with, what, that's what Ducey said when I ledges, had him on the yeah. show. Right. Like, but, like, but the thing is that not enough people, like, buy and use portal edges. That's what, the, what them, I was getting For there to be a bunch of money yeah. into optimizing the design. Right. So, basically, there's, I think there's still a huge amount of improvement that can happen. And, and the, these, these uh, pods, are like inflatable ones, are, are kind of one, one route that, right. that's pretty sweet for some things. Yeah, Specifically for like alpine climbing, right. I think they can be really sweet. You can put them in your backpack. Yeah, yeah like you, can, you don't need to haul, you know, you can like climb with one attached to you. That's wild. Which you can't really do with a regular puddle. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the D4 is lighter than the old ones. Yeah. Um, but, but you it's still, still heavy. Yeah, it's it big and heavy yeah, and bulky. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Like trying to actually climb with it on your back or in your pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Radical. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's get to some more some more recent adventures. Um, this will be one of those shows because you guys have done so much cool stuff. The Let's talk a little bit about Lotus Flower. Which right. um, yeah, cool. you just had a big trip up there that you you threw in your past, yep. passion, yeah. to, Bron to uh, to do whitewater up there and uh, float it in. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I guess th- this was three three years ago, almost two and a half two yeah. and a half years ago. We um yeah can, uh, whitewater canoed into uh, the Cirque of the Unclimbables um, in northern Canada. But, yeah, which was basically just pretty cool from me coming from a whitewater paddling background and then being totally obsessed with climbing recently and then this obvious expedition came together where both of them you know met well it it started because we were we were looking through slides with bronze parents like at, at her house in perth and like old slides of them because her bronze parents met canoe tripping and they, they'd done a bunch of canoe tripping together when they were much younger and we were looking through these slides and and one of them came up and it was bronze dad standing 
with the Cirque behind him and I was oh, like oh wow wait a second right I know <laughs> where that is I know that that's the lotus flower tower what, what are you doing there and then he he mentioned that they'd well they'd paddled this river the little Nahani and then into the then south Nahani. into the south Nahani river and, and on the way they'd done a little hike up into the circle of the unclimbables and I was like no way interesting <laughs> interesting <laughs> and so so then the, the kind of the idea came around to, to do that trip but then obviously combine it with some climbing up in the circ and then I guess Bron's dad had run the river three times before because he actually guided it in the in the eighties, uh-huh. and he kind of jokingly said, "Oh yeah, like I'd love to come along, but you guys have to get me up the tower." And so we were like, "Oh, interesting." <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we we basically taught him how to juma uh-huh. in in their backyard in Perth, and I think he'd done one multi pitch before. Like he came to visit us in Spain and climbed one sort of six pitch, six pitch sport route. Yeah. And uh, then we taught him how to juma with a rope attached to a tree in, in Perth. And then we, yeah, we set off on this 30-day paddling, climbing expedition into the it, circle. It was like my dad, my brother, myself, Jacob, and two of my, like, childhood friends. Oh, and, right. and my dad's uh, paddling buddy. So it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, my whole, like, family, extended family, essentially, was going on this big, yeah, 30-day river and, and climb. Um, Where do you get in the river? Or how do you get to it? You drive Driver. up to yeah, so it's like road to road. So we did a massive car shuttle. It's like right. it's like basically like a, a twenty four hour car shuttle or something to drive all the way around. So you go to Watson Lake, right? Which is kind of because I've climbed I've climbed in the right, Cirque, right? Yeah, yeah but you, so you we flew went out in, of Watson, but yeah, we flew, flew in out, the out, of, the, out of the um the uh, Glacier Lake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and what's the lodge? Uh, oh, the Inuit, oh, right? Uh, or is that what it's called? Cl- it's Warren Cluani, La- yeah, Warren Laflav's right. yeah, yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, most climbers, I guess, fly in. So which, which is why it was a cool idea to kind of try and do the whole trip, right? Like road access to road access. Um, yeah, so you drive up and you kind of go north of Watson Lake, and then you you turn onto this dirt road, I guess, mining road called Nahani Range Road, and I think it's like a hundred miles down there. And there's like an old, an old tungsten mine that, that I'm kind of not sure. It's called it's called tungsten. It's like a tiny little mine in there. We don't know whether it's actually. I'm not sure if it's operating. still operating or not. Anyway, the road's still there, and you go all the way into flat lakes, and then yeah, you put in there, and that turns into the little Nahani. And I think we were six days on the river to where we took out. Which is the, that's the more like intense section of river, like that has the the biggest rapids. Yeah, so that was absolutely terrifying on my part. <laughs> I'm not a canoeer at but all. we did some practice. We did a little bit of practice, and then I, I basically the way it works is we're in these tandem canoes, and Bronwyn's in the back steering, and I'm just in the front, and I just have to do what she tells me. Ah, the table. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It was like so good. my turn. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, so yeah, I, I just it was like complete faith going down these like huge rapids in these canyons yeah it was absolutely yeah, terrifying yeah I just I just showed I just showed a Jacob to, yeah, to, me to do strokes. different paddling strokes um <laughs> yeah and so then we was yeah six days down the river to, to where we took out and then two days hiking up into the Cirque which is the worst two days of my life <laughs> <laughs> the hike was absolutely horrendous like the bugs were really really bad and our bags we were went, insanely heavy I think we went up a heavy. kilometer and a half or something yeah so up you've obviously Ferry Meadows right up into yeah. Ferry Meadows yeah we we uh we cheated well, we went up and climbed um, proboscis, right? Yeah, and we had a chopper. Oh, oh you chopped right into the meadow? No, no, we didn't go to the meadow at all because, like, we... from the lake up is still only—that's only like a quarter of it. Like from yeah. the river to the lake is again, like that was a whole day. Yeah, well, yeah, we and then going into proboscis is a whole other thing. You go right. into the other side, right. and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, yeah, we were we looking at proboscis from the top of Lotus Flower Tower. We were looking across at proboscis, and I was yeah. like, if we "Man, if I ever come back, we, here, we, I need to find that we had the 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 benefit of the guy we were, that kind of put the trip together had had been up there and had done a trip where he he flew. Um, he had him fly in and actually throw a bunch of supplies out. Oh, at no the way. Cirque, like onto the the snow tongue that's at the bottom. Huh. Okay. And then, because he didn't have enough money for a chopper that trip, right. and then landed him at the lake. Right. In the fixed wing, you know, this is all happening in the fixed wing, and then they hiked up there. But with their bags, really, yeah. Yeah, but by the time they got up there, an avalanche had covered all their stuff. <laughs> oh no! And they basically like came back down and like were out of food. And they hiked up to Ferry Meadows, if I'm getting this all right. Kevin Daniels, this is he's been mentioned on the show before. Um, I think there was a radio at Ferry Meadows. Right, yeah, there's this a, bunch, a sat phone. In so there. he got, yeah, this was pre-sat phone, but it was just an old right. ration. Get him on the radio and got them to fly in and rescue him. Right. But they were like out of food for a few days. Oh, wow. Um, and they found a few things, I guess, up at the Ferry Meadows too to eat, but. Right, and then they just—he said they just sat. This down. is worrying because we have a cache yeah. right now. Yeah, we just just the other day we we got all of our climbing rack and a bunch of food snowmobiled in under Mount Asgard. Oh, really? Yeah, and so it's sitting there Ooh, at the mercy that's of the interesting. bears. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Which your story. Worrying. Then we'll get to Asgard. We got a lot of stuff to do. We're almost. Um, you, you you back to your story. So you guys right. hiked up. On so the we most hiked up, day. and then and then we were we had ten days. Uh, packed uh, of food worth to sustain the circ because obviously if you're just on a pure climbing trip you try and go for longer than 10 days but that was we had to paddle all of our stuff in and then we had to hike it all up so we basically ended up with 10 days in the circ and we kind of got we had like one of those sat text devices and we got a uh, my, my dad was on the was looking at the weather forecast and sent us a thing saying oh yeah you guys should go now like the weather was gonna get bad so we basically went, we got up and we went straight away to climb the Lotus Flower Tower. And we were climbing as a team of four. So it was me, Bronwyn, Bronwyn's dad, and Bronwyn's friend from high school, Thor. And, and neither Thor or Jeff, Bronwyn's dad, had really climbed all that much before. And so I was climbing, climbing trailing three single ropes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and fixing two of them. And, and uh, Jeff and Thor would just jog. And then I would second the pitch, cleaning it. Yeah. Right. And so for a while for the on the first day I was I was kind of simul climbing with Bronwyn on one rope and short fixing the other two <laughs> for, for uh, Jeff and Paul. You're really of some, good at rope management. Some crazy tactics. But anyway, uh, and then the the weather turned out to be like really quite bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so with the first day we got in a big rainstorm and we we got our tent fly out. We brought a tent to camp on the ledge. We got our tent fly out this hanging belay and we were kind of just yeah, hanging out under this tent fly. In a, in a rainstorm, being like, well, probably like I for guess, an hour. Guess we'll have something. to go down, yeah. And then that stopped, and we climbed up, and we got to this bivy, and then we we set the tent up. We brought like a little three man tent that fitted on the on the ledge, and then that night, I guess there was a bunch of snow, and the tent like collapsed. collapsed <laughs> we woke us. up like under a collapsed tent under yeah, snow. Yeah, woke up with like tent <laughs> on the face and stuff. So it was like really not ideal weather. Um, but then, yeah. So then the next day there was a bunch more rain, but we we kind of just kept going up, and I was kind of thinking that if there was if I heard thunder. I would definitely bail because the, the Lotus Flower Tower is kind of like a big lightning conductor. But I'd never heard thunder, and it was just kind of like on and off rain. I was like, oh, I guess we'll just keep going up. 
And then, yeah, so it was sweet. We, we did actually manage to get Brahman's dad to the top of the Lotus Flower What's tower. his name? <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Hodgins. So Jeff and Thor Jeff yeah. and were Thor. totally down with this. Yeah. yeah. Thor like, they done never, a little bit Thor has an amazing route. Well, well I'm just saying, like, through all this, like, rain and snow, they're just like, wow, they're just this, like, is, this well, They were like, if you can get the ropes up, like, we'll follow you kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> they were concerned about, about me, like... You know, leading the pitches and like, I mean, I was. Were just, you concerned about you leading the pitches? I was just pulling on the cams. And okay, like, it, it split her up there. Like, I right. mean, it, it was super. It was fun. It wasn't really a problem. I was just concerned about the fact that they were probably really cold and and like my, my dad was like fifty four. You know, yeah, and he's and not a climber at not all. A climber, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's so, cool. Yeah, that it was really special. Like, I, and yeah. I think I think I don't think your average fifty four year old man non climber could really get up the Lotus Flower Tower. So I think it was pretty. Yeah, that's awesome. That yeah, but he did. sounds like no slouch. Yeah, no. he's done yeah, a lot yeah. of like outdoor adventures. Right, right. If he can <laughs> just splash around in Arctic cold water all the time, right, a little yeah. rain, like yeah, big yeah, deal, no big you deal. know? Because yeah, yeah. that sounds miserable to me. <laughs> splashed and splashed by like water that was ice like four minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a cool trip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and then, then and it was then, still still two weeks of paddling out from there. Oh, right. Yeah, so then we hiked back down to the river, and we, we stashed our boats and stuff, and then, yeah, it was two weeks paddling to get out. Still like white water. So I think I think if you were a client, like purely a climber, you might not be so into the trip, because it was right. kind of like 20 days of paddling for 10 days of climbing. Or mm-hmm. 10 days in the climbing area, so it was less less than that actually yeah, yeah, climbing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but as a whole combined trip, it was like a really cool, like self Yeah, that's super awesome. Self-contained adventure. And it gave me a good feeling for like how remote the circ actually is you know like like to really travel over land in there and, and out yeah kind of cool well i mean when if you're sitting on a ledge and being collapsed by snow you, <laughs> you probably wake up thinking like oh shit we're we're on our own out here right now this <laughs> yeah, is right. yeah this is pretty serious yeah despite being able to text or whatever right um, yeah and so yeah we had a deck of cards up there and we we were like in the tent in the rain Playing euchre, right? On. It felt like a a weird like t- spin on like a family well, camping trip. There's my dad, trip, right? and, like, yeah, like Ron, her dad, like <laughs> sitting in a tent s'mores. in the rain. Got a little it's s'mores just, going. Yeah, right. It just happened to be like halfway up the lotus flower. That's <laughs> yeah. radical. <laughs> yeah, we didn't bring a radio, and we kind of regretted it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were. It was kind of like everybody we had talked about on the way up there, and then everybody, nobody really pulled the trigger because you could get one from Warren. Right. Um, at that time, it was still yeah. pre-sat phone. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we got there, and the helicopter took off. And a couple of days later, we were like, oh, yeah, that's right. We don't have a radio. Yeah. Like, it actually really came clear when we were bouldering, because we had a lot of rain, too. So we were, like, bouldering between rainstorms, no yeah. pads. Right. And my buddy Chris, like, cratered and really bruised his leg. Right. I've heard of so many climbers having bouldering accidents yeah. on expedition well and this <laughs> after that we you know everybody was like if you just broke your leg yeah if you had just broke your leg be, we we would yeah. be fucked no i i like, find with a lot of people that, yeah. that aren't into the the kind of like sat text devices and right. stuff because you know it it takes away from it the takes away from the, the commitment yeah right. but i i'm I, I i prefer to have it and just not turn it on yeah, you know. I mean, that's yeah. that's like an ex- that's more acceptable for me. Yeah, yeah. I just had I just did it on the uh, on our other podcast, the run out. We talked a little bit about those ethics of right. It's like almost for sure. It's less committing if yeah. you've got one. Well, no, we, but we were talking about how right now, uh, since everybody expects to hear from you, right? If they don't, it's it's almost like unethical to not bring one, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going to start looking for you whether you like it or not, right? 
And so, you know, to to avoid all this like crazy stuff that goes on with these rescues now with GoFundMe and all these right, different yeah. things, like it seems like everybody needs to be a little bit more like this Check is in. for on for other people's sake. Yeah, you know, for like other people's it, sake. And, and if you just had a spot that just gave you GPS, yeah. it's it would a it's a, a it's of... just a modern thing, and yeah. and it sucks. And yeah, you want to go out there and disappear, but. You know, yeah. you can't anymore. It's right. just like the you're, way you're on. You're yeah. on grid, so, no matter where you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that does sound like a really, really cool trip, and <laughs> and I like appreciate the fact that you guys, you know, just that. Like, well, it wasn't really a climbing trip, but um, yeah. But I mean, a hell of an adventure. Yeah, and it was really nice to have like a huge, really challenging objective that like wasn't a, necessarily like a personal climbing right. one. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to climb this next level route it was like oh we're gonna try and get Bronx well it sounded like it pushed summit. you it was really challenging yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was it was exhausting and scary and all of those things but it was like kind of to do with someone else's experience as well, right which right kind of cool well before yeah before we run out of time because this has been so fun i mean you guys have such fun <laughs> awesome adventures like uh it's like the soul of climbing in here um for me anyway but um Let's talk. You just mentioned it right before we got started, and I had totally forgotten about it. But you guys went down and climbed. Um, what's it called? Uh, El Gavi Land. Yeah, El Ga- you guys went down and climbed El Gavi Land. Yeah, in- well, that, yeah, that was with that wasn't with me. Right. So th- this oh, was, this is just Jake. this was yeah. just me. This okay. was this was in in January. So Bronwyn actually had a had a bouldering accident. Oh, <laughs> um, everyone hurts themselves bouldering. Yeah, yeah it's too fucked. dangerous. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no. so Bron had what'd you do? Uh, I dislocated my elbow oh, in December. Jeez, ah, it was yeah. just in December. Gnarly. Yeah, it's, it's like still sl- sl- recovering. No, a little I bit. think it'll. Yeah. yeah. But, wow. Yeah, like landed on it outstretched and it bent backwards like the wrong direction <laughs> you don't oh, want to you're <laughs> making cringing I, I, well I'm cringing because I, yeah. I almost did I hyperextended mine pretty hard um, yeah. not quite to dislocation yeah. but it took me a long time to to uh, to have it not hurt yeah, and yeah it's still like in the kind in the of hurting a bit and sort of stiff phase it's why if I don't cl- I hate doing hard moves on the top of the bowling wall now Right, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be much more scared of indoor yeah, bowling yeah. after watching what, what happened to Ron. So you yeah, missed out on this one. Right, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So that, I, was, so, I so stayed I went, at home doing physio but, exercises. Oh, oh Gabby Lon. Right, so, uh, so yeah, this wait, is... Wait, wait, let me just... Well, yeah. you can do it. No, you do it. No, no, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I first heard about El Gabby Lan on the Enormacast, and it was... I think it's like episode 19 or 20 or something. It's yeah, really super early. early. Yeah, yeah, well, Jeff Jackson. Right, so it's the Jeff Jackson Enormacast, and he tells this... Like really, really cool story. He's like a great story. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, There's and, no nobody better. Yeah, and uh, so he tells this story about this wall in the middle of nowhere in Mexico, and like you, you have to drive on this dirt road until you reach the town of Los Remotos, and then you you keep going to the end of the road, and then there's there's like local farmers out there, and they talk about shape shifting horse people that are horse by day and human by night. And some of them use their powers for good, and some of them use their powers for evil. So anyway, and, the, and I think there's a whole bunch of peyote out there in the desert too. Which yeah, yeah, that's maybe the root of all the stories. You know? Sure. <laughs> so anyway, I I heard that like five years ago. That and and it, then I emailed Jeff Jackson, like like in I think this was in like 2012, being like, dude, I just listened to your uh, Enormacast interview. I want to go climb your route. And he, he got back to me, was super friendly, gave me a bunch of beater and sent me some photos. And then the trip never ended up happening. You actually, just... I think you got in touch with me. Right. Yeah, and then I, get... I was like, yeah, get, just email Jeff. I'm sure he'll tell you about it. Right, quite yeah. possibly. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, 
and yeah, so then, but then that trip never ended up happening, and we, 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 I didn't go down then, and I kind of forgot about it until this winter. My buddy Tony was like, "Oh, you should come join me out in Mexico," and I was like, "Wait a second. And I dug up this old email from from Jeff Jackson from like five years ago, and uh, yeah, I got psyched to go in and climb El Caviland. And uh, yeah, so then that first night out in the desert, we we got dropped off in the past Los Ramotas. So this is with you and Tony. This was me and Tony. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of like a little bit spooked, like, are the Naguales going to show up? Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? And then as soon as the, the car drove away, and then it's kind of spooky out there. There's kind of like some ranches and stuff, and you don't know, like, who's around. And as soon as the, the, our ride in drove away, we heard these, like, gunshots. And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's worse than Naguales. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And we were like, oh, my God, like, this place is kind of spooky. But anyway, we went and camped in these, in these boulders. We kind of hiked into this little boulder field. And then that night at, like, midnight... Tony came and like shook my tent and was like, "Dude, wake up! You gotta come see this." I was like, what? "Like, what is it? Is, is it the is it the Nicolas? And then we, I came outside and it was the super blood moon. It was the, oh, the wolf right moon. So the, it was super. It was amazing to be out there in the middle of the desert with like zero light pollution and this yeah like a full uh, lunar eclipse, like a super blood wolf moon or whatever. Um, so we just sat and watched that for like two hours. It was super cool. And then, yeah, so then we repeated Jeff Jackson's route, which unfortunately now has really old bolts, which right. is quite scary. We were, like, climbing past the belay and including, like, the next bolt of the of the pitch in a, in the belay, like, equalized and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't using the most no the most modern, <laughs> awesome gear. So if someone w- wanted to re-bolt that, that, that would be... Amazing. How many pitches is it? It's, like, eight pitches, Yeah, but it's crazy steep. It's, like, 45 degrees overhanging for, like, a good chunk of the middle of the wall and, like, wow. two-thirds and stuff. It's really wild. And then we, we got psyched, and we, we ended up going back in there like a couple of weeks later, and we did a, we did a new route um, on like a little bit further left on the wall. Okay. Yeah. Going ground up. Ground up with the, with the drill. Like we right. had, I think we had 12 bolts. We kind of, we've kind of done this style a bit, like climbing around Canada and in BC, where like you kind of climb until you get scared, and then you like hang on a crimp and drill a bolt. That was good fun. Right on. Yeah. So is that route worth repeating? Uh, it got repeated. We oh, didn't. It did. We didn't send it. Okay. Because uh, we we were just well, uh, yeah. I guess we we didn't send it for whatever reason. And then and then we t- we came back to camp and told my buddy Drew Marshall about it. And, and uh, yeah, he went in there and freed it. Like the next week. The next week. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's adventurous. Okay. <laughs> it's very adventurous. Right on. It's a great adventure, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it as like a a five star route. What about Jeff's route? Jeff's route is, is a five-star route. Okay, It's just cool. that the bolts are a little bit Right, spooky. they're getting old. Yeah. They need to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many bolts on it, you think? Someone gets stoked. I was thinking about this. It's probably, like, like let's say, like 12 bolts a pitch. Right. Eight pitches. Okay. It's like 100 that? bolts or so. Sure. You're the mathematician. Right. Mathematician. No, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible it's, at mental arithmetic. infinity bolts. <laughs> yeah. There's infinity bolts. <laughs> no, I'm actually yeah. really bad Plus at one. mental arithmetic. Every right. time someone finds out I'm a mathematician, they're like, oh, what's 57 times like 69? I'm like, I don't know. What's, I don't know. How's, yeah. <laughs> 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 what's one fist in your eye at? <laughs> anyway, 100 bolts, 120 okay. bolts. Yeah, like cool. No, I mean, it sounds it's a, it's a neat formation, like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it looks like. And you didn't have any problems with the gunshots? Out, you just heard. No, them no, yeah, we that. we never saw anyone. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like pretty remote out there. I think sound travels a long way. It's probably right. like ten miles, miles away. away yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the whole gunshot. We did. Thing we, in did Mexico we did. Mexico can get you, put you on edge. Right. So. We did set our camp up like on the one side of the like the 
the side of the boulder that was away from like where anyone could see us. See, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I know that feeling because we yeah. camped at the base of El Gigante, right? And yeah. there's a weed field or a poppy field. Right. Down I there. wanted to go in there. I, I, yeah. yeah, go in there. Yeah, point. you should go and do that thing. But it was the same feeling of like we're probably okay. Everybody yeah. says we're gonna be okay, but we are down here next to a poppy field with yeah. a, with a dude with a gun over there. You know, so just keeps you on edge, but. Um, Mexico's all right, though. All right, so so you guys, let's finish up with this. Um, the future. Going to the future. <laughs> so you, you just let slip that you just had a big cash put at Mount Asgard right, so up, we... on, up in Baffin? Yeah, yeah. So I guess this is maybe pa- paddle climb sequel <laughs> to the Nahani. So our, our, our plan is to um, paddle and hike up into Mount Asgard. Uh, and then climb up there for a month, uh, and then paddle the Whitewater River that runs down the valley um, back down to Pangertung, the the Inuit town there. Um, it's kind of committing, shipping your entire climbing rack to the middle of nowhere. It's like we really have to go in and get it now, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we have to, so the reason it ships so early is because the, the sea ice is all still in, in, sure. in the winter. So, so in order to get the shipment put up close to Asgard, we had to send it while the while it was still all frozen. So we had to commit sort of quite far in advance. I mean, we shipped it like a month ago. Right. So what do you got um, left? Like some draws and a... Oh, and yeah. A so so a buddy of Aslan Squamish like, lent us his oh, entire okay. rack. Because yours is up there. <laughs> and it's actually way better than all our right. rack. Our rack is like all janky and like mismatched. So, and he's got this random. So it's one. sitting up there on the snow. Yeah, under a tarp. Yeah. And, there's, and it's just gear or is there food? There's food. Right. Yeah. So you're in big barrels so it doesn't yeah. get molested I'm, by no, no, animales. No Hopefully there's not. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And the so, polar bears generally stay more on the coast. But okay. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, and we so, did our best to kind of seal it up and, and right. like cut down on smells. And, did you and get stuff. any sort of advice from the yeah, folks up the there? Part. Yeah, we yeah we we've okay we've spoken to people who've been. That's up there. pretty wild. Some I mean, you go in there and it's not there. Yeah, exactly. We'll be in this position, right? Like where? Right. Where but that, then. We'll have a cell phone. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, no, but but I, I wouldn't want to use it. Like you know, like that's not a situation. It's not like on Freerider where you got um, <laughs> right. got a bunch of stuff delivered. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess we'll hike in with a little bit People of extra food. People throwing skittles at you out if, of a if helicopter. For whatever reason, the cache is like destroyed. We'll just turn right around and hike out again. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you'll have you'll yeah. have, we'll have a little couple of days. You'll just ruin your trip. Yeah, right. But yeah. No. So how do you get to the headwaters of where you're putting in? We're paddling from Pangatong. Okay. Yeah. So we'll fly to fly to Baffin Island and then Right. Yeah. Well we'll try to. We'll see. If we get to Pangatung and there's it you know, like just terrible conditions or Yeah, whatever. really right. stormy. It's it's like we a thirty kilometer sea fjord from there. Mm-hmm. It's like thirty kilometers, two kilometers wide. So which which in most like in good weather should be fine to paddle. So you're gonna be uh, ocean paddling. Right, yeah. Yeah. In, the, in these pack rafts. In the pack we just got, We've got the pack raft in our van right now. Everybody's going to test it next week. Everybody's going to test it tomorrow. We're going to test it in a couple of days. In yeah. a couple of days, yeah. So yeah. But then there's also a Whitewater River like at the end of the trip. All right, the, so we'll, you are going into the ocean on these pack rafts. Right. I mean, it's tech, you're going to be in fjords, but... Yeah. And then you get out of there, you hike in. Yeah. You climb for 30 days. We've Yeah, we've got about... Yeah, four four weeks in there. Yeah, 
And then you're going to get in boats. And paddle the river. This is all the plan. Like this has paddle out. This has not happened yet. All your stuff. So this is, you know, this is <laughs> Yeah, but it's got to happen because your shit's up <laughs> We there. have to go get our stuff. Right. We haven't committed How you do to anything it, right? else. Yeah, right. Well, so, we, have to, we have to go get our stuff somehow. And that is the plan. Yeah. So you have to wait. I mean, the cool thing is, is that you're going to be there when it's nicer weather. Yeah. Tech, I mean, theoretically. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we're going in the hottest you because know, July. Because normally you've got to go in there to climb on the ice. Oh, no. So, so Mount Asgard is not right on the sea. Oh, that's so you, right. That's you, you, right. Can, you can hike in there, yeah. Yeah, it's in the park in the mainland more. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So so most people take a boat up the fjord and then hike, right. hike in. And you're just paddling. Yeah. Uh, and then and also... Oh, but, the, but the main thing is we're going with Bron's high school friend, Thor. Okay, so Thor's back Thor on the team. Back, <laughs> Thor's back on the team, and nice. the main objective is to, to climb Mount Thor with Thor. <laughs> like it, it's just like it's such an obvious objective. Stop, duh. Yeah. So Matt Asgard's right. secondary. Yeah. Has he got? Has he been proved his? his yeah, uh, he has actually. Climbing? Yeah, yeah, okay. he's doing well. He's been All doing right. a lot. So it's been three years since the last okay. trip, yeah. and actually, so we're going as a four. Um, Thor and Zach were both on the on the oh, Lotus okay. Flower Tower. They're trip. both just bronze friends and from high school. Yeah, <laughs> I've known them. I knew. I met them in like children's like three year old play group. Really. <laughs> Um, they, and they've since, in the last three years, both of them have done a lot of climbing, and they're excited to go on this climbing trip at holding their own on the climbing end this time. They, and we also yeah. just, like, we know we work well as a, as a team, you know? Like, we have, a, we have a good thing going on as, like, a group dynamic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's cool. It's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got Thor. No big... You're, you're <laughs> We're good. good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he lives up to his name, too. Like, Does he can he? carry... Like all of our shit. <laughs> we were joking the, the other trip, like <laughs> on the Lotus Flower Tower, that we had like those with the paddling skills and those with the climbing skills, and then Thor was the pack mule. <laughs> right. That's huge. <laughs> you're, you're good at other parts too, Thor, if you listen yeah. to this. <laughs> so, how big a packs will you have, you think, on the walk into Asgard? Hopefully, quite light because all our stuff's in there. Right. Um, but we're Probably still going to have these rafts. We'll still have and, the pack rafts. Yeah. And our camping stuff and cooking stuff and probably five days of food. Right. Yeah, so hopefully not insane. Three, four days maybe. Like they'll be heavy but not insane. Yeah. Right. Is the plan. Right. And what's your, what's your bug plan? Headnets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Headnets and try not to panic. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jacob's kind of a wimp with bugs. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally a wimp with bugs. I can't handle that. Yeah, <laughs> you know where you get your headnet and you have to put your dinner inside the. Headnet? I've never actually been anywhere that I needed a headnet. Oh, I just see it on on movies and stuff and <laughs> documentaries, lucky. and I'm like, You're lucky. yeah, like yeah. Grizzly Man. Um, <laughs> a lot of canoe trips with a lot of bugs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we had bugs, but I never, we never went far as nets. You know, mm-hmm. just like, you know, that t- stuff that melts paint, uh, DEET, just like 100 percent DEET. Sounds, sounds scary. Yeah. yeah you feel like 30% deep. I think, yeah. I know, but look at my skin. It's still, still in really good shape. <laughs> nice and no, you get, yeah. you get the full bug jackets, and then you take your arms out of the sleeves, and then bring your cooking, like your f- plate of food inside the jacket, and then eat inside with the, like everything cinched around you. <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> so when you guys get up to Asgard, though, is it... Because um, we actually... Uh, when we were in Proboscis, we were up high enough out of the tundra right. to not have any. We bugs. should be yeah, yeah. around like Asgard. So it's just the, the walk in. Yeah. Once we're on the glacier, I feel grim. like it's not going to be as yeah, bad. Yeah, cool for sure. Yeah, because I saw some movie where, uh, like the Pooh Poo brothers and oh yeah, uh, Jacopo and those guys went up to Siberia and like the whole just movie was just alive. yeah, it looked miserable. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it can just ruin a trip yeah, for, sure. for sure. Those things are busted. All right, well, you got this. Has been so fun. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're it's late night now. You guys, um, I, I wanted to ask you about. I actually kind of want to open with this. <laughs> that you, two days ago, you did Liquid Sky. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. Liquid Sky. I followed Bronwyn Creek. through Liquid Sky. <laughs> And it was extremely traumatic. I thought it was fine. It's just a, a you know spacious chimney. How was it? <laughs> I, I did actually fit quite easily through, and Jacob got a little. Yeah, but stuck. what about the climbing up but, to there? I've always been curious about yeah. how how scary that is. I mean, it. We we borrowed so we borrowed one of the new Valley Giants. What what's it called? Oh, uh, like Merlin or something. Merlin, yeah, and that just protected the entire thing uh, i shuffled that up okay. the hole off with and i shuffled that up the whole squeeze so like i i basically was on on a top but bron just squeezed right through and was like oh it's not so bad it's 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 kind of a bit easier than the harding slot and i was like okay I, well i fit through the harding slot and then i i like experienced the full range of emotions <laughs> <laughs> i was in there for probably like an hour and i like didn't believe I was going to fit. I was like, Bron, like, I, I actually just don't think I fit. And I have a lot of excuses. I think I have a thicker harness than Bron. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, I have a thick harness. Uh-huh. So I think that was the problem. But, but uh, anyway, yeah. And you I, like chocolate more than and, I like, do. <laughs> it's really bad when you exert maximum energy and you don't get any movement at all. Or you go down. Or, and then yeah, you right. slide down right. a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I, I ended up having to go like kind of diagonal. Yeah. And then get like a, a little like hip wall. No, not leave, not even like moving diagonal. Like his whole body went diagonal, yeah. so like his feet came upwards and his head went downwards. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that you guys are actually sort of mirroring the f- first ascent, right? Because um, <laughs> well, Bron just just well, Chip Chase is a lot lot skinnier than Jeff because <laughs> okay. Jeff's a big dude. Aki's a big dude, right? And he had the exact same experience where chip just like zing powed up through there and then he got fully stuck and he said yeah he had to climb like sideways uh, yeah where his body was sideways yeah that's and went out did. that's yeah. what i had to do yeah and he yeah. had he said he just found like a yeah you just secret find passage yeah that was you, like you, that's you can't whatever. see it because right. it all looks kind of similar you right. just got to feel it out i was yeah. wondering if i i kind of had the cam so i could move it around and see like wh- where it was more tipped out than other spots a little bit oh, oh there's a clever <laughs> well see the whole that whole cam thing that changes the game yeah so yeah. i mean it just like wasn't scary at all like the i yeah i had a camera but it looked pretty scary to me yeah that's awesome <laughs> that you yeah. guys did that. yeah so we kind of epic yesterday we also like just totally botched the approach and ended up basically hiking from super bowl <laughs> so just like, a really long day of hiking yeah you know huge round trip well if you don't have four-wheel drive Apparently there's a new way in or something. Oh, but from the other side. We didn't know about it. I think it, it is we from the other side. We just hiked from Super Bowl yeah. and it sucked. Yeah, that's the way you do it. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It was a long day. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But- yeah, it was nice. We were on top. <laughs> I, I spent so long in there that we were like on top for sunset, which was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. And there's no one else on the on the tower, so yeah, we yeah. to ourselves. So so yeah so basically the the upshot is you should all definitely go and climb Liquid Sky. But yeah. maybe measure yeah, your waist classic. and then compare it to Jacob's waist. <laughs> it's a classic. You'll love it. <laughs> no, I mean, it was it was it was really cool. It was really yeah. Cool. I mean that's cool that that you can get a cam that will yeah. get you up that thing because that's always intimidated me more than the almost more than the uh, than the upper part was. Also with like, the you can lay back most of that lower off with yeah. it. It's not that bad because right. yeah, I tried it. I tried to lead it four years ago. And backed off of that off width before I even got to the roof because I didn't have a cam that fitted in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I didn't know how to climb off with. That's kind of the story uh, yeah. that goes with that. 
mm-hmm. where everybody's like, yeah, I never even made it up there. To the chimney. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, super scary, yeah. And so, it, yeah, you, if you have one of these newfangled massive cams, you can you can slide it, which helps. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. Thanks a lot for sitting down. Uh, we, yeah. we, we, uh, I'm, I'm really excited you guys made it happen. It's Thanks fun to us. listen to uh, the adventures and just how much sort of fun and, and psych that you guys go into this with. <laughs> and I'm pretty stoked that you found each other. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both paused, yeah. You both paused, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's all right. No, it's just cool. It's like, it gets, gets cheesy. Yeah. You try to avoid the cheese. We started with. You started with mentioning some cheesy, cheesy relationship power couple article, and then we yeah, moved away from that. I know we moved away from that, <laughs> but it's just cool. Yeah, and, and no, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing to have found someone that, like uh, that. I, it works really, really well both as like a life partner and a climbing partner. Right. I think that's like quite a rare combination. Yes, it is. And and like those two are like definitely don't come together. Like you, a lot of the time you have one without without the other, and it just so happens that. For us, it, it like both work both really well. work really well, we and work like really one well. complements the other. Yeah, we work really well together as climbing partners and as like romantic partners. Well, which too, is it, quite amazing, right? Yeah, it's really and, and, it, and it's cool that you guys are like, like you. I think you said at some point, you know, it was it was no longer you were teaching her how to climb. You guys were climbing, right? Together. Braun took me up Liquid Sky yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 I mean, <laughs> it was you know, not. And it so was. We like, weren't even climbing it together. Like, you guys <laughs> are in the same realm well, together. You just fit. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe not exactly, but definitely like in the same realm, which is also really rare. Yeah. You know, um, it's super cool. It's super cool. So uh, I, I, I'm like, you know, I noticed your blog's out of date. Yours, <laughs> yours is up to date a little bit. Uh, my, my one post, I've done one. Yeah, <laughs> but no one reads blogs anymore. I, I, know. I, yeah. I, I do like the Facebook and the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah all the stories. I think anybody who's interested the, in this. The YouTube channel maybe is where the funny videos of. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, the yeah. There's, a, there's a YouTube channel. There's some some videos of what, who, under whose name? Jacob. Mine, yeah. Okay, J- Jacob. Oh, it's a little out of date as well right now, but we're actually working on a couple. So films that, that yeah, so be. that Nahani film, which was that Nahani trip, which the, the Circle of the Unclimbable right. trip, which was now two years ago, we, we're still editing the film. Okay, it, it, it's it will gonna, come out soon. It's, it's awesome. gonna be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like better the be dawn good. Wall, like three or four years later. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just been slow. It's just such a big. Also, we we just climb a lot. Yeah, yeah. We don't really like sitting at computers, but but we, I, yeah. It's I, almost there. We've it is to... almost there. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be good. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, follow these guys on Facebook. Thank you so much for sitting down. Um, I look forward to hearing about how this Asgard thing goes, and um, yeah, yeah, hopefully all that stuff's yeah. just sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, great. All right, folks, thanks for listening. You want to go climbing with those guys, don't you? I mean, seriously, who has more fun than they do? And what we really didn't get into is just how good they are. You know, Jacob's climbed 8C as a sport climber. He's freed El Nino and El Cap, and Bronwyn's right behind him. So not just fun and willing to do anything, but also really good at it. Okay, folks, there is a rumor going around being whispered on the wind that the Enormacast Entourage is returning to the International Climbers Festival in Lander. We were not there last year. We've been there for many, many years before that. It's a great place to hang out, have some fun, meet folks that listen to the show. So we're probably going back this year, not 100%, but we're like in the 80s, 80 percentile. Um, So if you're thinking about going up there, 
Uh, it's a super fun time, and check it all out at climbersfestival.org. Might be going this year. Okay, everybody, have fun out there. But that also means being safe out there, because your fun will come crashing to an end if you screw up. So pay attention, and of course, check your knot.